Welcome to the Financial Coaches Network, a show to help financial coaches build and grow successful coaching businesses by focusing on the three pillars, getting clients, working with clients, and running the business. I'm Garrett Fulbin. Over the first four years as a coach, I grew a successful financial coaching business to over 80K in annual revenue. And I'm Joshua Escalante Troche. As a tenured professor of entrepreneurship and a consultant, during the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business. And I'm glad to have you here because we're going to talk about something that there's a fair amount of interest in, in the mm-hmm. community, which is Facebook ads. Really? These... A lot of interest in Facebook ads in a Facebook community? What? I know. Shame on us for taking so long to talk about it. But I, I think some of the reason I certainly hesitated to talk about it is kind of the want for it to be a magical pill and cure all, Some, which is kind of projecting how I was hoping it would be earlier in my business, but I think it can be really helpful. And I'm excited to dive into kind of the good and bad of Facebook ads, how they can be a really helpful tool. How can they can be a very expensive distraction or a waste of time and money and just talk about the different ways in which it can or cannot be helpful for people. So yeah, shall we? Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. So I'm going to pull up my notes and dive into the first question that we have, which, well, actually, do you want to maybe give just a broad overview before I dive into the questions? Sure. I, Facebook is a, I'm not going to go into the details of the platform, but it has a lot of advantages from an advertising perspective. Most of those advantages, and this is going to probably be a theme that will come up, Facebook advertising is worthless. And I want everyone to hear this very carefully. Facebook advertising is worthless. Gosh, you always go for the things that just get people to be like- So excited, right? (laughs) It is Facebook's targeting capabilities that where all the power is. And it's very important that we separate the concept of the advertising from the concept of the ability to target who sees your ads. Facebook's ads themselves are not super- Creative. You don't have a lot of ability to create your own thing. You know, they're very structured, very stable, very straightforward. There's a lot of elements in Facebook's advertising that is designed not to be effective from an advertising perspective because Facebook wants you to be on their app longer. And so they've made it so that the ads that you create are not as effective as advertising outside of Facebook's ecosystem so that people continue to stay on Facebook and don't notice the ads as much. (laughs) So we have to realize that it's not the advertising that matters, it's the targeting that matters. That's where the power is. And dichotomy will probably come up a few times or the importance of the targeting will come up a few times as we go through Facebook advertising. There's my big broad overview. I'm not saying Facebook advertising bad. I'm just saying, let's be clear about what is great about it because it's not everything. Good distinction. And so I think a helpful question to start is what stage of their business should someone be using Facebook ads? Should there, is there a stage of your business that you shouldn't be using Facebook ads? I know there's a lot of nuance to this question, but is there a way to kind of give 
an easy answer or not? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is what I just said. If you don't know who specifically you are targeting, if you don't have the time to really go through and create not targets that, ooh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. How a lot of people do Facebook advertising, which is, and I've seen it taught, look at all these cool things you could do. You could click this one and click this one and click this one. If you don't have the ability to really, really focus in on this is the exact psychological profile of a person that is primed and ready to buy, then the biggest benefit that Facebook provides you, you're not utilizing. And the whole reason why Facebook advertising does work so well when it's done correctly, you've taken out of your strategy. And so it's definitely not something that you want to jump to starting with because in the beginning, you don't, even when you've chosen a really specific niche, you still don't know enough about them to be able to utilize Facebook's advertising well. And so that's just something to consider and think about. Sometimes that you might, uh, other times that you might use Facebook advertising is Facebook's easy button, which is boosting a post. So if you have a community, a page, not a group, because you can't boost posts from groups, yeah. but if you have a page that has a large number of subscribers on it, well, when you post something on that page, no one sees it. You can see that with your organic reach. Yeah. Because Facebook wants you to pay for especially when you're a business, it's, Well, that's or... a side effect. It, it, a lot of people think that it's because Facebook is wanting you to pay. It's actually because no one wants to read your stuff. And I'm not saying that because you're a bad writer. I'm saying that because think of how often you post on Facebook yourself. Think about how many friends you have on Facebook. Multiply the number of times you post on Facebook times the number of friends you have. And you will probably realize that you could spend all day reading Facebook and would not even come close to seeing everything. So there is an algorithm in Facebook that basically says, Garrett, what are you actually interested in? And of the millions of things that your friends are posting on a day, we'll show you nine of them. And so really it's a numbers game. It's a statistics numbers game. Right? Gotcha. And so now, of course, Facebook is totally also happy that that means that people pay them in order to see the things posted, right? So I'm not, Facebook isn't this altruistic being, right? Yeah. But it's actually a numbers game that, that the reason why no one sees it. And so if you have a large light following on a page, running ads just to allow your following to see the posts is, yeah. is one of the worthwhile reasons but that requires you to have that large following. Facebook advertising, because targeting is so important to it, you really have to be somewhat sophisticated in your business already. You probably already have to have built a good side income from it in order to get the true benefits from it. And I'm not saying that you should never post ads on Facebook before that, but just don't expect to have a lot of success from it. Yeah, and there are, there are always gonna be outliers. Like of course. I was hopefully she's okay with me hyping her up a little bit, but I talk with a member in this group, Tanya once a week. And she was just sharing how she went through a course, helped her set up some Facebook ads. And she's very, very specific about who she works with. Right. And she's been yeah. working with them for a while, like literally will reach out to multiple groups of women in this group. Like she walks with who she knows from church, who 
and literally gets feedback of, okay, what language works, what language doesn't work, uses that to integrate into the titles of our products, the language. So like I hear Tanya explain this stuff and I'm like, that is, it makes sense as to then why she did Facebook ads. The targeting was so good. The language was so specific that she got a very good response for initial signups and even some people clicking through to paid products because like, it's not just the work that she's put in, in the business, like since it started in the past year or so, but it's like how she approached it, her wealth of experience, you know, in the 20 plus years before. So it's, there are outliers where it's like, yeah, she's really early in her business has found success and a lot has gone into it. Right. And, but she's not an outlier. Because she spent the time to figure out the details of that targeting. Yeah. Which may make her an outlier, depending. Yeah. 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 The fact that she spent (laughs) the time means she's an outlier, but she's right in the center of, unless you know that, you can't expect to have really good results. So that's, that's the first element of it, of when to do it. Wait until you've got the ability to really target in on the psychology not just the simple things of the demographics or the descriptions of who my niche is, but understanding the true psychographics, what types of things that they're interested in, demographic characteristics, and a whole bunch of other things that allow you to allow your Facebook ads to be seen by your group of people and your group of people only. Because a well-targeted campaign might get a 2% response rate off of it. If you are, if you are doing generic targeting where on the high end, one out of a hundred people that see the ad are going to be primed to buy within that target, what it should be, which would be you getting really lucky. And then a 2% response rate, which is ridiculously high for advertising, for good advertising, we're down to less than one half of 1% of all the people are going to respond to the ad. And and responding means they click on it and go to your your website. Doesn't include actual signing up. And so the the targeting is really where it's at. And so a helpful or logical next step is then, okay, so even if you have the target down well, right, of who you're going to be sending the message to, like, why is it important to have a clearly defined value proposition before actually running the ads or in addition to knowing who your target is? Yeah. So your value proposition is the simple statement of who you help and why and how, right? Yeah. And the reality is people, as they're going through Facebook, as they're scanning through Facebook and you do this all day long, you are not critically reading every post on Facebook you are skimming. And what you're looking for is things that you relate to and things that you are interested in, that you care about. That will just keep me from doom scrolling until <laughs> you know 11 a.m. Yeah. the next day. Yeah. And so as we go through, you know, I see a picture of a friend who has a four-year-old. Oh, I have a four-year-old. That's going to cause me to stop and look at the post. I see a something was posted on the Jungle Cruise group. I kind of like the Jungle Cruise group because it's a bunch of people that were in my fraternity and and the fact that you know, they're funny people, so it's usually pretty entertaining. So I stop. And so the first step is, is this me? And if you don't have a clearly defined value proposition, then that's not going to get people to say, oh, this is about me. 
And making the statement, well, everyone needs help with money because money is everywhere. No, 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 no. Everyone does not mean me. And then the second thing is I have to care, right? So first I have to relate and identify myself in it. And then I have to, meaning I have to have a felt need, something that I feel that I need to have satisfied, represented in the ad. And until you have a really well-defined value proposition that you can then create the ad around, yeah, lots of people will see the ad as they scroll past it, looking for something that meets those two criteria. So this- Which is why we spend an entire week in launch just on value proposition. Yeah. So I, that's why that is its own week all by itself. Yeah. So. And, you know, this isn't part of the key takeaways that we had up in the post, but it's just coming up to me now, which is yeah, how, what do you also need from like a product standpoint or kind of steps standpoint? You know, do you, maybe that's not even the right way of thinking about it. Maybe we should you kind of, as, as we do in launch, think of like, where is the person who is reading this ad? at in their journey? And then how do you create something to meet them where they're at? Yeah. Yeah. And you want to be thinking about things from that perspective of if I'm going to create an ad, we have to be relatable. We have to have something we care about. And we have to have something where we are giving them that next step in that journey, right? As, as we map out the journey that people are on, we identify that okay, this is where they are at this time. And so what I'm going to put in the copy of the Facebook ad is giving them some help with that exact place in the journey. Because once they feel, oh, that helped me, and I can now see what the next step is going to be, the natural thing to do, assuming that I want to take that next step is, Oh, well, let me click that little button down there to take that next step. But what we want the next step to be is sign up for a sales call with us. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's be honest. We're lazy. We don't even want to sign up for the sales call. Just, we just want to give us the money, right? Yeah. But that's our perspective. That's not theirs. And, and we really need to look at the map of the journey to see what the next step is. You want to break down the fourth wall and you do from like an FCA. I mean, I don't have my axe with me, but I can go downstairs and get it. Okay. You, you cool breaking down that fourth wall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So for example, there are mm-hmm. people in this Facebook group who are at different stages of their coaching journey. A lot of people who are in this group, and we know because of the entry questions that people answer, are just kind of considering whether financial coaching is even something that they want to do. So we have people who are questioning whether financial coaching is even what they want to do. We have people who are really excited about financial coaching and are committed to starting, but haven't started yet and are figuring out what the next best step is. People who are like, I am ready to start my business and gung-ho. I I need a program or something to help me do that. And people who are already- All sorts of other stuff. Yeah. All sorts of other stuff, right? And so for us, we have, you know, in this case, sure, it would be great for people if we were like, we would love people to sign up for launch. We think it's a hell of a value, right? We actually need to make sure we don't overwhelm people with how much we give them. And that's something we've been working on, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, but we, 
it would not make sense for us to send that to the first two groups, right? Mm-hmm. Those who aren't even sure if they're, they want to be financial coaches or even those that are like decided they want to be, but have no idea kind of where yeah. to start, or even if they want to dive into really starting their business. So we have other things. Because we don't want to force them into what we want. We need to meet them where they are with what they want. Correct. Yeah. So for us, it would be something like the financial coaches roadmap. You know, for yeah. something who is trying, someone who is trying to figure out is coaching even right for me, or maybe even better for someone who's committed but doesn't know the next step to take. Because that roadmap yeah. says, "Here's the steps that I took. Here's some different resources that were helpful. The email series, right, could be yeah. helpful for them." Crash course is specifically designed for. I want to do this, but I have never started a business before. What is it going to be like to start a business? What am I going to need to do? What are, right? it, it's specifically to answer that question. So yeah, it's about having meeting them where they are. Yeah, and and helping them then along that journey. And this is going to be a much more complex conversation if we wanted to go to how to. <laughs> That's hit another with, video. Th- yeah, <laughs> right. Another webinar. But, but yeah, the idea of do you have different, do you have something that you can share with people that meets them where they are at in their stage of the journey? And if you have that, then do you have something after that to move them to the next stage of the journey? So it's not just ecosystem from, or the marketing ecosystem from crash course. Yeah. Right. Because it may be that even if they get the, in this case, financial coaches roadmap, they may not be ready to leap for launch, if you will. Right. Or if they download a freebie that you have that they are ready to sign up for a six-month coaching program afterward. Right. So I think that's a, that, that's a very big leap. So yeah. what does it look like in between? I think, because ultimately, even when you set up Facebook ads, you're setting it up for that ultimate conversion of, does somebody buy this and but there product or service? And if you yeah. don't have those steps set up in between in your business, then you may have a lot of people sign up or click on Facebook ads that get into your email series. And then it just becomes a very expensive email series. If no one, you know, filling up your email list, if no one has anywhere to go from there. So I think that's a really important point to think about as well as not just, can I get people to click and download and get into this funnel or get something that's helpful for them? If I don't have the rest of it built out to really get them to your one-on-one coaching, ongoing membership, whatever that looks like. So let's go to questions that people asked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we had a we put this out yesterday and had a couple of people ask some questions, which thank you, Taylor Wegner and Lana Walton Hines asked some questions. So we're going to start in the order that we got them, which from Taylor was, is there a specific price point that gives the best bang for your buck when it comes to Facebook ads? Yeah, this is this is a very common, not just question, but there is a ton of blog articles that will try to convince you that they've figured out the perfect price point. The reality is you look at your entire sales ecosystem. And just by the way, the reason I laughed is I was like, (laughs) I had the same want where I'm like, can I just spend $5 and get 10 clients? Like, tell me how to do that. Cause I don't want to spend a lot of money. So I was just laughing at my own like belief system around Facebook ads. And so that's what it was, Taylor. So, you know, the reality is it's, it's the right amount is going to depend on your business, right? If you are selling 99 cent store items and people on average come in and buy three items, 
well, you can't spend very much on Facebook ads and make a profit. If on the other hand, you are spending, you are sending people into space on Virgin Galactic Airlines at a cost of $250 to $400,000 per person, you can have a much higher cost for Facebook ads, right? And this doesn't mean that, you know, what the $5 is or whatever it happens to be. It's how much did you pay for the ads? How many people then clicked on it? How many of those people then uh, signed up for a sales call? How many of those people did you convert into sales? And what is the value of each of those sales in order to mathematically reverse engineer? This is the most I should pay for Facebook advertising from a cost of acquisition standpoint. The other way of looking at that question is how many dollars per day? Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of that depends on what your objective is with the advertising. So if you have a 2000 member page and you want, whenever you do a post, everyone on that page to see all of them, well, then you might need to spend and you would have to do some experiments to see this. But if it is $8, that is what you need to spend on each post that you boost in order to get 1,893, so close to the 2,000, you're never going to get perfect, then that's the, then you have to spend $8 per day, right? If you're posting once a day. Yeah, if you're posting once a day, yeah. If on the other hand, you are doing what's called a retargeting campaign, where you are targeting people that come to your website, well, it depends on how many people are coming to your website, Hmm. right? In order to be able to actually show the ads to them regularly. And so a lot of the right amount is going to depend on a lot of other factors in your business. And I just gave two simple to conceptualize ones. There's a lot of other stuff that gets a lot more complex. So yeah, there is no ideal number. I will tell you that companies that do well with Facebook advertising spend a lot of money on Facebook advertising. It is not $5 a day or $1 a day. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's not to say that you couldn't gain some insight, you know, I think maybe doing some lower ad spends, like, are there ways Mm -hmm. that it could be beneficial to do lower ad spends where maybe you're not trying to, you know, maybe your end goal isn't acquiring a bunch of clients right now, but just seeing, Hey, does this lead gen gen work, right? Do a lot of people sign up for it? Does the messaging work, et cetera? Yeah. I think that that is a very helpful way of looking at it with regard to being able to identify, all right, I'm going to spend $30. I expect to get zero clients out of it. And it's not, I'm setting my expectations low, but I'm really hoping for more. No, it's literally, you're not going to get clients out of it. You're doing it because you want to spend $30 to experiment with the Facebook system and see what types of things get more engagement. Totally makes sense. But you want to make sure that you have the right expectations for what you want to get out of it. So unfortunately, no, there's not a magic bullet type thing. And depending on what you're trying to achieve will depend on what your, what your cost is going to be. I will tell you though, financial coaches, I'm sorry, you are in a very bad industry when it comes to trying to get Facebook advertising, because you are also competing with Charles Schwab, financial advisors, CPAs, 
for the same messaging. And so the cost is going to be higher. And this is for another live, you know, there are like, don't your ads become less expensive if they are more effective? So oh, yes. it can also be, you know, the better your ads. Higher are. discussion on that alone. Let's yeah. But yes, your ads do get less expensive. The less people hate them. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. So it, it, it is also dependent on, I think how effective, you know, it comes down to again, target audience whether it's resonating with them, whether the copy is good imagery, right? The, whether the creative is effective um, as well, which can be hard to get it all together. Uh, mm -hmm. But that might be a fun future life. Anyway, moving on. I want to make sure that I don't get, <laughs> get the other questions out. I was going to say to Lana's question, which is what are ways to target your ideal clients if you don't have an established email list? So I'm assuming that Lana or Lana, I'm assuming that what she is referring to there is Facebook's ability to upload an email list and have Facebook find similarities between those people and target other people. And Lana or Lana, sorry, if we are mispronouncing it, we'll just say it both to, to yeah, make both sure. Ways, both ways, both ways. Let us know. She had click like in the beginning. So if you're still on there, let us know if how we're answering the question isn't the way that you meant it so that we can clarify. Oh, yeah, she, she just laughed at the less people hate them. So yeah, she'll let us know if, Perfect. if we need to tweak. So the, when we are developing Facebook advertising, there are three primary ways you can target groups of people. The first way is what I believe. I'm going to say Lana. You can say Lana and one of us will be right. What I believe Lana is referring to is that you can upload an email list and tell Facebook, find people that are like this. This works really well, as she was saying, when you have an email list. The problem is the email list that a lot of people think is not the email list you need. If you are trying to grow your email list, then people that are currently on your email list would be the right people to upload to Facebook. But realize that not everyone on your email list has bought from you. So the list that you, if you're trying to gain clients, the list that you want to upload is not your email list. It is the emails of your current clients. That's and, a very good point. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in the day when I started, when I was doing my newsletter more consistently, I think I had, it was like 600 people on there, 60% open rate and nobody bought. Right? Like it yep. was friends, friends who had sent it to other people who were like, this is a great newsletter. It's really informative, but I didn't have the rest of it built out. I didn't have really good sales language. And so that would have been the wrong list to upload. I mean, even if I wanted subscribers who were even potentially interested in buying even. Yeah. And this requires large numbers. You can't upload 12 people because you've had 12 clients and expect yeah. anything for Facebook to be able to do. You need, the larger the numbers are, the more effective that this is going to be, yeah. which probably isn't super exciting for most people. So let's move on to the next one. <laughs> the next way of doing it is doing it based on actions people have taken. Yes, so, and yeah. she did say, I was yes, I was referring to the ability to upload an email list I'm in the process Perfect. of growing my email list. And she said, LOL, it's a long A sound. So now I don't know if that's Lana <laughs> or still Lana. I think it's Lana. God, I'm just... I'll say Lana, you say Lana. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're, we're horrible people. We are. <laughs> Apparently, you can't even figure this out. Like how? Huh, I don't know how I got to where I am in life. So the where are we? The second where, part, right? So outside of okay, uploading. So the second thing list. is, yeah, what is choosing it based on actions that people have taken. Uh, those actions are related to what's called the Facebook pixel, which you can load onto your website. And effectively what you're doing is you're saying, I want to target people who have gone to my website, or I want to target people who have gone to this particular page on my website. A great example of this would be you targeting people who have gone to the schedule an appointment page on your website and you shoot advertising to them because if they went to that page it shows some level of interest but if they didn't sign up hopefully you can capture them but unless you have a lot of people going to that page you're going to have a hard time spending that money. And what it's going to be is three people seeing the same ad 90 times, in which case you're probably just going to annoy them to never want to talk to you again. Good point. Right. And so, and of course, one hack that I've actually seen this in blogs that people say is, well, just create an ad that sends people directly to that page. But then you don't have people that are actually have read your website and have not have had enough interest to click on the page. It's you have manipulated people into going to that page, in which case the whole retargeting thing is completely worthless at that point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Again, it's are you centering what you want? Are you centering like what the person who you're targeting wants or wants. where they're at in their journey? Yeah. And so again, you're going to need to have a pretty high traffic. And just going to your page doesn't necessarily help, right? Because people find your page all sorts of ways and the bounce rate on pages are relatively high, meaning they only look at one page and then they leave. If your page is, is a long form page, that still might be worthwhile retargeting. Okay. But sometimes you want to target a page that's a little deeper in your website, which means you have a smaller population to retarget. The third. the third way is to go into Facebook and say, target this group of people and go through all of their targeting mechanisms and say, I want to target people within this age range, in this geography, and literally build the audience yourself. The way that people generally do this is that they will do it based on superficial targeting, based on how they describe their niche. Okay. and that's better than nothing, but it's not going to get you the results that true targeted Facebook advertising can get you. And if the most powerful part of Facebook is the ability to target people, you know, that is the thing that's most important. Sure. Yeah. So that's kind of that answer is you would have to go in and you would have to manually target them. Um, and you would have to get comfortable with spending a pretty large amount of money and not getting very good results in the beginning as you experiment and learn what targeting does and doesn't work. And you'd have to spend a lot of time doing that experimentation and tracking the results and making one little tweak, seeing did it make a difference? Because if you make 50 tweaks, yeah. you have no idea which one made a difference. And the sad thing is you could make 50 tweaks and have discovered the perfect golden targeting 
You don't in 10 of those one. tweaks and the other 40 screwed it up and you didn't notice any change. Right. And so you, that's, that's the next part of it. And that's why Facebook advertising to get the full benefit out of it. You really have to be a little further in your business because of the fact that that targeting is really the benefit. And you're not going to be able to cheat the targeting. You're either going to have to spend a lot of time and probably a lot of money as Tanya did. Or you're going to have to have been in business for a while so that you have developed those things anyway. I think Tanya was lucky she didn't spend a lot of money. It was more of a test, but because she had spent so much time both like getting to where she is and talking to people, I think it's a helpful thing to qualify, which is it takes either time or money and sometimes both if you don't have the retargeting or the idea of who you're working or, or trying to target first, right? So you can... Either it has to be both, or if you can get really good, either by paying a lot of money or by getting a lot of clear research, you can help reduce at least how much you have to pay if you, if Facebook doesn't hate your ads, as you put it, right. which I loved. So just to do a quick recap, there were kind of three ways to build the audiences. There was, mm-hmm. which is building, they're called lookalike audiences. Is that number yep. one, where you upload an email list or some kind of, it doesn't have to be an email list, sorry, a list of people's email addresses based on what ultimate goal yeah. you want. And so it could be email addresses. You can also do a lookalike by saying a bunch of people uh, saw this particular post. Mm. I can target people who look like people who liked that post, right? That's so uh, fun. Yeah, it's little, not necessarily, I mean, unless you're going for likes because you somehow monetize, you know, get a penny every time someone clicks on the like button. Would love to figure out how to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the... So that's the first way, lookalike audiences. Yeah. And email uploads is one of the methods for that. Okay. The next one is retargeting, mm-hmm. right? So based on a behavior that someone's done, generally going to a website, sending ads to that group of people that have done that. And then the third one is just the, gen- the generic targeting, which is going into the system and choosing the characteristics that make sense. Um, I will say in all of them, smaller is better. The more narrowly defined, and Facebook will say, we approximate approximately this number of people fit into this category. You want as small a group as possible in that. And by small a group, do you mean like 20 people? Do you mean 100,000 uh, people? I think Facebook won't let you run the ad unless there's 1,000 people in it, which annoys me because I would love to be able to target to 20 people. You would. That's the marketing nerd in me. The, but I think a thousand is the minimum that Facebook allows you to run. I haven't done Facebook advertising in a year because I shut off all of my marketing last year, but, but I think that that's the minimum. It may have changed as well. And as you get higher and higher above that, you're capturing more and more people potentially that aren't primed and ready to receive your ad. Notice I didn't say buy, I said, receive your ad. So. Good clarification. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm curious as to what people think, if this was helpful, like put in the comments, yes, this was helpful. Thanks. Appreciate it. Or like, no, not helpful at all. Don't ever do it again. And because if it wasn't helpful, let us know what would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. where my mind went to is like, you have your nonprofit financial mm-hmm. education nonprofit that you've also used, um, Google search traffic and paid I, yeah, search traffic. A lot of Google search traffic with that. Yeah. And that's something that, again, seems like a more advanced topic, but touching higher level might be interesting just so people have an understanding. Like just in like in the knowledge center, 
right? For launch, we have topics where it's like, look, you shouldn't necessarily talk about taxes or talk about investments, but it's helpful to understand the context mm-hmm. so that not the perfect analogy, but I think it is important yeah. to understand what they are about also so that I know in myself, there is this like hope that Facebook ads could fix things, right? Or that like, oh, Google ads will fix things and they can be a helpful addition to referral marketing that you're doing to different types of marketing and or advertising or sales that you're doing in your business. Um, but what just came up was like going to fix things. Correct. And so just saying, Hey, maybe dispelling some of the myths, giving some of your experience, considering you, you put some number out that blew my mind where you're like, Hey, I just reached 50,000 unique (laughs) viewers on my website in a month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the nonprofit serves currently 170 or 180,000 individuals and families, resources to them. And the highest one was a couple, was 2019, which was over a quarter million. So you have some experience doing this, right? You're not bit. just like talking out of <laughs> your backside. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, yes, it can be really, really helpful. And, right going through kind of like we did with Facebook ads. So if anyone watching is interested in learning about that at some point in time, I think that might be a fun one to do. Um, or also just ask the group, you know, yeah. that whole like ask the community thing that's helpful. This was fun. Thanks. If anyone watching the replay or anyone watching now has questions that we didn't get to, just put them in the comments and make sure to tag Josh or I just so we get notified. Otherwise it just kind of floats off into the ether. And I appreciate you taking the time as always, Josh. This is fun. Thanks, Josh. Thanks everybody for watching. And I think that's it. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, It also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be, who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well. If you're ready to take the next step and build your successful financial coaching business, FCN has turnkey resources to help you get clients, work with clients effectively, and run your business efficiently. Head to Financial Coaches Network backslash start here or Financial Coaches Network backslash stall if you're Sean Connery. Thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast.